0: is how powerful this conversation is here you have me representing a service provider a team of folks who can prepare your taxes then on the other side you have an actual person representing a bank a black bank that that also knows exactly what you need and where there are shortcomings i don't know if y'all heard that where there are shortcomings she she's able to connect into those shortcomings basically all i'm saying is with her and me on your table i mean you i don't know I, I, you know that's <laughs> between may 2020 and december 2021 I have secured $8,121,009.35 in legitimate funding for Black and minority owned businesses. My name is Taliba Bales, and I am the host of the Black and Bankable podcast. Effective immediately, I am coming for more for the community. Hello and welcome to the Black and Bankable podcast. I am Taliba Bells, your host. And this, my friends, is the kickoff to the Black and Bankable CEO Conversations. This project here is so near and dear to my heart, but I promise you it's going to keep you locked in. This is going to be my first CEO conversation. But this episode, y'all get really like a bonus because not only is my guest today a ceo her and her husband okay but she also is the vice president okay hear that check this out now if you're looking at the screen too or if you audio let me call it out she is the vice president of business development and community relations for citizen savings bank and trust which is a black bank we had to kick it off with this. We had to kick it <laughs> off with this. A CEO and a VP of a black bank. Y'all know I had to deliver this. And I didn't even realize it. So it's like double bonus. So, okay, y'all, I'm so excited. Y'all know I can get off script. And I have some goodies. We are going to be talking about some really, really powerful stuff that's going to help you grow your business. Going to We're going to be vulnerable today. You know what I mean? We're going to be answering some questions. And like I said, I know those gems are going to help you uh, empower your business. I want you to pick them all up today. You know me. I want you to get your your pen and paper out or just keep hitting replay, whatever it is. Share it with your folks because we are locking in. This is the first series, again, of the Black and Bankable CEO Conversations. Now, I also got to reel myself in. I already gave her the heads up, but I just, I just got to do it. Those of y'all that know me, y'all know I'm a super Delta, right? And so I just had to be show some favoritism and make this CEO conversation kick off with one of my sororers. So I gotta, I gotta introduce her first. As Uh, (laughs) that, and this is Mrs. Candace Harris. Candace,
1: are so you ready? Me. Yes,
0: Sarah. <laughs> I'm ready. That's right. <laughs> you, you know we got to act up. So if we, say, if we say that we're deltas, we got to say Alpha Beta Chapter of Fisk yeah. University in Nashville, yeah. Tennessee. Okay. Y'all know how that go. Y'all know how that go. <laughs> we had to do it. We had to do it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to hop right into this, but I want to set the pace, right? I want to let the audience know why in the heck is Taliba doing a Black and Bankable CEO conversation? Like, why are we starting this series? And so I want to give y'all just a little bit of of background on why. And it's simple because the way that you learn stuff is by information being unlocked and provided to you. You may have heard of the term gatekeeper, you know, or you may feel that you got to jump to way too many hurdles to get exactly what you need to make your business successful and the black and bankable podcast is not about that at all we unlocking all the access to everything that you need to if you if you're thinking about starting a business if you're currently running a business if you're about to create another business Whatever it is, the Black and Bankable podcast is here to help you get your financial paperwork in order Mm. when it comes to taxes, when it comes to bookkeeping, when it comes to uh, applying with Candace for a business loan, when it comes to just simply understanding what the heck is going on. We're here for you. We're here for you. So, of course, the best way to do that is to get real business owners on real people from across the U.S. to come on this show, unscripted, and we're going to talk about it. How else can we unlock that access for you? How else can we get to what you need to get to? And that's the money by getting your financial paperwork in order than for us to just simply have a conversation. So this is nationwide. All right, y'all. You know, I got to Because I'll be on here for an hour. And Candace will be like. You got me excited. (laughs) I am just pumped, pumped pump to kick it off. So Candace, we're going to hop right into the questions. And then I'm, of course, going to make sure that the people know exactly, like, not only just because you're a Delta, not only just because you're a VP of a black bank, but I want people to know all the gems that you have and you've you've learned along your journey and share them. So we are going to kick it off with, let's go with what role do you think entrepreneurship black entrepreneurship plays in our communities
1: so i like this question because it reminds me of when someone's really good at a sport and they make it out of a small town it's like oh we believe if one can make it then i can make it you know yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately in the black community if you're a rapper or if you play ball those mm-hmm. are the ways out but we don't think about entrepreneurship we actually get scared talking about it. it's like uh-uh you need to go to school You need to get a job. We're like we're literally indoctrinated Mm -hmm. to to work for others instead Mm -hmm. of thinking of working for ourselves. And a lot of that is fear. A lot of that is also the fact that we just merely don't have the resources. So it is scary to start on our own. But I think the role that it plays is true freedom. Mm -hmm. And when one of us makes it, it's, you know, each one, teach one, reach Mm -hmm. back, grab Mm -hmm. someone else. Um, It's funny because I always say that whatever I find that my daughter naturally is just inclined to, I'm going to invest all the way in it. I'm Mm -hmm. all about I'm all about education. But if there's just something that's a gift, if there's something that she's passionate about. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we're going to hone in on it. So so I I think what it serves is 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 a sign of freedom, a, a sign of hope. But it can also be very daunting, a daunting task. It can Mm -hmm. also it can seem more challenging than working an unsatisfying, satisfying job.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, if you're going
1: to struggle for something, why not struggle for it for yourself?
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then also what I hear is your daughter. So let's 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 talk about that. Black businesses and entrepreneurship also creates legacies. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard you say also is, yeah. you know, we're starting our business and, and we're going to a point where we're creating jobs. But mm-hmm. most importantly, just as you said, because we have opened that door, bust through it, however, now our children, you know, or other younger folks in our families have that model to step up and step into what we've created. And that's, oh exactly. my goodness.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like one of my gifts to her, other than what I'm going to pour into her as a mother, is freedom. If I can give her freedom of choice, girl, go do a gap year. You know, you don't hear about gap years in the black community. <laughs> right, right, right. right. No, you gonna go to school. But I mean, if I can grant her freedom, mm-hmm. I mean, that mm-hmm. is one of the biggest gifts that I would I would love for her to have.
0: Mm-hmm. OK. All right. So let's 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 get into um some challenges. Let's get into some realities. Yeah. Um, I would like for you to to share a challenge that you may have experienced. And I know because we we have you not only as a as a CEO, you and your husband as business owners, but then also as a as a VP of of a black bank. So feel free to talk about it double sidedly. Yeah, but. I want you to address any specific challenges that you experienced when it comes to the pandemic. What were some of the things that you, that you experienced and that you saw?
1: Oh, listen, that's, a, that's another conversation, but let me hone it in on this one. So I didn't have a business until the pandemic. I feel like the pandemic literally pushed people out of their comfort zones. I gave my power to the people I worked for
0: mm. when in
1: fact they hired me because I am myself a brand. Mm, and so okay. I am a business. Okay. Okay. Exactly. And so with that, I think the birth of Harris Square.net came as I'm talking to my husband and he has natural talents in the field of web design and social media. And I have natural talents of <clears throat> literally, I didn't see a talent in until my husband was like, no, Candace, you make people feel comfortable talking about money. That is a major gift because we're, especially in our community, we're quiet as kept, right? We're not sitting around at Thanksgiving talking about, okay, what's your salary this year? What can you invest in our susu this year as a, as a family so Mm. that we can get, you know, little Tommy this, like, we don't talk about these things, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which means we're also not talking about where we failed.
0: So not Mm. only are
1: we not talking about where we failed, but we're repeating it in silence.
0: Mm. Why Why do you think that? Why do you why do you think that we, we keep that so close to the chest? Because that's 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 cultural money, you is know, personal. Um,
1: we feel judged. Mm. We live in a culture where we rather look like money than actually have it. Girl, um, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm preaching to myself like this isn't a point, point, point. This is I know because I've been there. Yeah, like I'm, I'm 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 living through some of these things, especially as a millennial, Where now like first it was Facebook. Now it's Instagram. And it's like to be a model on Instagram, to see the things that people have, mm-hmm. make you feel like you're behind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what, what are we doing to try to make it look like instead of actually having? <sighs> and so because <laughs> of those generation and, it, and a lot of it goes back to just I mean, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, so mm-hmm. I can get really into the root of it. Mm -hmm. Um, talking about money just isn't something our culture does. Mm -hmm. Um, and until we start getting comfortable being transparent in our journeys, not, and not being transparent once we made it, you know, once it Mm -hmm. looks good, Mm -hmm. being transparent in the thick of it and then showing people how you're getting out. That's literally where I am now. And,
0: and, and, you know, the thing of it, what I get is, that culturally cuz obviously Birmingham Alabama so we could talk about it from being, being yeah. black in the deep south but there's this thing you know i'm sure somebody will watch this and 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 pinpoint like an exact psychological thing but sure. like there's this thing where we're raised to make it happen mm-hmm. no matter what So you got people suffering in silence, but baby, we getting up every day and, and, and mom and dad or dad or grandma, whoever is the responsible guardian is making it happen with what it has. Yeah. And that works because it produces, it produces millionaires. It produces teachers. It produces like it works, but, but the baggage of that is. That, it, you know, well, what happens when your circle is so small that you don't even have all the tools to make it work smarter, to make it work smarter, smarter. Like you say, to, to, okay, look, let's expand this, make it work syndrome. Cause I want you to have that grid. I need you to have that grid. For sure. I need to have that grid, but we need to think about this on a, on a much smarter basis. We need to be talking about these tools here. Mm-hmm that's going to make your everyday get up and work or decide to, to operate a business something that you're working smarter and harder so your 100% is actually 1,000% because now you've matched it with information.
1: Listen, okay. So I'm going to address <laughs> what you just said and tie it back to the <laughs> pandemic conversation. Okay. This is full circle. Yes. So the average net worth of a black household is around $17,000. dollars mm. Compared to 170 of a white household. Wow. If we keep trying to play catch up on our own, we're never going to get there. Okay. I am a strong advocate for group economics, but we so scared. Mm-hmm. We'll go do something crazy with our money with someone else, but we won't do it with e- with each other. Mm-hmm. I I am on a mission to break that. That's okay. number one. Okay. Number two, I have been the, are you familiar with a Susu? So Ooh, it is not. There. OK, so it is not that lotus flower situation that came up during the pandemic where everybody was like, if you put in fifty dollars mm. and bring on two people. No, 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 no. Not that. Let's okay. be very clear. So Sousa was is a, is a um, and, and those that are watching, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's a West African tradition okay, where if somebody needed to go to school, the whole family pitched in. And then when it was your time to pull from the pot, mm. you got what everybody put in. So you're not putting in or getting out more than what you put in. So that's the difference between that load of what they call the lotus flower, because the lotus flower required you to put in money, wait, and you could never transition to the next phase of getting to the pot until you pull to other people. OK, that's that's literally a pyramid scheme. So change that flower into a pyramid scheme (laughs) because that's what it is, because (laughs) someone's always going to be at the bottom.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: So I've been the banker over at Susu for a few years now um, with a collective of black women. Okay. And what it essentially did was showed us that I hear all the time, I can't save, I can't save. No, you've never been accountable to save. Mm, okay. And so when you're accountable to, my group was a group of 10 women. We okay. saved $250 every two weeks. Okay. And then at the end of the month, somebody got that $5,000 pot. Okay. Okay. So, and what that does, it accelerates your savings. So, let's say my birthday is January twenty fourth. Uh huh. I was the first to get the pot, so I get five thousand dollars before I was able to save five thousand dollars. That accelerated gotcha. what I was able to do, and mm-hmm. so and it circulated throughout the group. I I was so happy to see that it successfully worked for two over two years. Okay. Nobody missed the payment. I didn't have any problem. Like when I tell you, and it was was the accountability piece.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And it
1: was also because it worked for people. People Mm. were very much grateful for the system that we created for each other. Yeah. And so I am a big proponent of um, group economics. So let's go back to the pandemic. Yeah. That saved me during the pandemic because I was actually laid off from my job. Postpartum, Mm. laid off, and worried.
0: Okay. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: But that group economics that I had with my with my group Mm -hmm. literally helped me so much. And so I'm thinking, what else could we apply that to?
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because
1: because we are on the hamster wheel trying to play catch up. And so So, I say all that to say, literally, the pandemic, the pandemic threw people, but it, it threw people off. It closed a lot of businesses,
0: but it also inspired a lot of people. It absolutely did. It absolutely did. I mean, just as as you've identified your your situation was a, I'm sure so stress causing. You know, at the time you just had, you know, had your daughter, mm-hmm. and then of course, you know, of course, I know most of the back stories, <laughs> but again, just having having to be forced to pivot. But then I also hear that because you were already a part of your, of the group, that it absolutely balanced it. Um, And I think that that's where a lot of business owners, brand new business owners found themselves during the pandemic was either they were laid off, either, you know, as parents, we had to make the tough decisions like, So who's going to stay home? You know what I mean? Because that's one thing that we that that I still talk about, even with my children is, you know, when the school decides to close or there's a COVID outbreak or whatever the case may be, especially during the thick of the times, someone had to have a flexible schedule to be home when schools close. Yep. And 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 I personally think that that's why a lot of people dropped out of the market, especially those with with kids, was they yeah. dropped out of the market because it actually was cheaper for them to be at home mm-hmm. in the in the uncertainty of what the heck the schools were going to do. And yeah. then again, when you go back to that concept of 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 homes just kind of pulling in and circling arms around each other, and it's like this is what we're gonna do, and yes. then it worked. People are like, oh wait so i stayed home during the pandemic took care of the kids you know and and we still made that budget work now people are like so therefore i'm starting my own business just like you said what i'm naturally inclined to you had a lot of people naturally inclined to do stuff they're like i'm gonna start a business and let's not forget the gig economy where like everything is you know hey let's deliver to your house let's deliver to your office who are the people that are going to be driving those vehicles People dropped out of the market due to being forced and, and having to improvise. And now, those are the challenge. You know, those, yeah. it was a challenge, but most people had to find that as an opportunity.
1: Exactly. You know, pushed into, yeah. I, I feel like we were pushed into purpose. That literally was what COVID uh- <laughs> did. Eyes wide open.
0: Yes, yes, so now I kind of want to switch over and I want the audience to um, to get a get a, a a taste of and a teaser of how your position with the bank how really just how all that folds into what you're doing now for for business owners for the bank in your position and so particularly under the context of black business owners and now that we've identified, people were forced to push the purpose. Whatever you, whatever you want to say, we're here. We we have started businesses. But then we got these challenges to getting the money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Then you know we we're like, well, 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 we know that it's a good idea. We yeah. we we know that, you know, we saved money. We know that there's opportunities in the gig economy. We know all these things. We're making it work. But then we're like, hmm, but it's not a W two job. I'm I'm not getting paid every week or two weeks yeah. or every month. You know how do we get this steady cash flow going? So I want you yeah. to talk about um some of some of those challenges, some of those things that that exist. You know within this world that we live in because we know it, right? But I want to talk about this because number one, for some reason, most like if you're not living it, most people don't believe that this exists. Like. Oh well mm-hmm. it must be just because you have bad credit or but it, oh uh-uh. no you know what I'm saying it's like mm-hmm. let's talk about the real challenges that exist when it comes to being a small business owner and and especially being you know a woman owned business a black owned business let's talk about those challenges and I want to know you know what I mean how you and your position at the bank are 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 trying to address it and help people overcome it
1: yes so i I'm I'm very transparent with my clients. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm usually the first thing I say is most times the visionary is not the person that carries mm. you over the threshold. You got the vision that doesn't necessarily mean you're good in the business, but not at the business. Mm-hmm. So number one, you got to create a team. There's no cheap way. There's no cheat code around that. <laughs> you got to create your team. Now, you might not be able to afford the team you want. So you have to do certain things and be resourceful, but don't cut corners when you do have an opportunity. That's one, mm-hmm. of, my, one of my first things that I say. Yeah. So if it's a CPA you need, mm-hmm. go ahead and invest in your CPA because mm-hmm. that's going to be valuable so that you don't have mistakes. Exactly. But just on the bank side, a lot of times we don't have our documents in order. So then we have to, we, we've been in the business for a while, but and we, we, mm-hmm. we don't have any proof. Of what we've done. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. And so there, and it's almost like building credit. There is no replacement for time. You can't,
0: you can't replace it.
1: So the time
0: is captured on the document. You know what I mean? Now you could have off the books. You could have made five hundred thousand dollars. Had a great year. You're believing that that those stats. You proud of yourself. Those stats are going to help you get somebody's money out of this bank or or qualify for this home that you've been searching on, searching for. And then when it's time to produce that paperwork, it don't say five hundred thousand dollars. Nope.
1: No, or or because you co mingled your funds. That's easy to do, such as a sole prop or a small. I mean, and and no shaming, but I see it. So I see it all the time.
0: Correct. And 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 so let's talk about that because, of course, in the services that TMB Tax and Financial Services provides, we do see that all the time. And just like you say, and y'all know, this is absolutely not wagging the finger. This is being vulnerable. Let's put it out. unswallow the baby. Tell me what's going on Mm -hmm. so that we can now get you in alignment. Because just like you said, as a sole proprietor, single member LLC, you'd be surprised. Even some corporations don't (laughs) have their stuff together. Mm -hmm. But the thing of it is you got to go into this thing believing that I want to make sure that I am proactively ready Because at some point I'm going to need to unswaddle this baby, whether it be for uh, a home, whether it be for a credit card, whatever the case may be. And so it it is it is it is simple. It is, you know, get yourself into a position to open a business checking account. Yes. Yep. You
1: know. And so I I try to tell them also, like, if you're going to pay yourself, write yourself a check. That's Mm. it's documented. Write Correct. yourself a check and then put it in your personal account. Just don't do yes. a transfer. Yeah. You know, and, and and as as simple as that is to roll off and say to do, most yeah. people don't even think, well, why would I do that? Well, one, you create a documentation and right. you're going to look back months from now and see that transfer. Yeah. And you're like, what did I do that for? Yeah. Was it for a yeah. purchase? Was I paying yeah. myself? And then that way you can actually pull those check histories mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. well, I actually paid myself. And then, then you can show you paid yourself in that income. Mm-hmm. That's That's an easy way to do it. If you don't have like a system in place, just something easy as that. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And, you know, the other thing that came across my mind when it comes to these things that we're talking about in, in our conversation series and going back to what we were saying about, we're just so just naturally let's make it work. So therefore we just plow ahead without even asking. These are conversations that some people never hear. Yes. You know, they they may not be in an environment where someone just says, hey, open a business checking account. And let me tell you, and of course, please speak to this from, you know, obviously from your being a banking professional for as long as you have, but these are federal guidelines that when you form your business, okay, that the bank is going to, you know, be asking for documentation of your EIN, formation of your business, and maybe some other ancillary documents, but that's what you need to start a business this checking account these are federal guidelines so if you yeah. go to a bank and they're asking you for you know everything but you know the, like your blood sample right or like you know you're yeah. in, you're in that's how it works Yeah, we're
1: not giving you a hard time, I promise. It's literally documents that have to be on file because when the bank gets audited, Mm -hmm. we have to be able to show that we legally open this account with your authorization. And the way we do so is with these documents. So trust me, we're not, I promise you, we're not just making
0: it tough on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's, I want to talk about y'all. I want to talk about the history of Citizen Savings Bank and Trust because you know, a lot of time. Well, I don't know. Do you know how many black banks exist now? I feel like so,
1: I, so I, it's actually decreased. Um, okay, not surprising. It has decreased. Um, and I actually took a screenshot, and I and I need to make myself familiar with how many there are. But there yeah. are literally just a handful, a, hand, a uh-huh. handful of a, of mm-hmm. a few mm-hmm. that we have. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, we've lasted a dying breed. And, and what's so crazy is black banks were a response to mm-hmm. how we were being mistreated mm-hmm. at other banks. And mm-hmm. now we begging, come on back. you yep. <laughs> get it. I, I get it. There are things that may be missing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, black banking has become more of a trend and not a way of life. And that's something okay. else that I want to change. Okay. However, I want people to realize that when you bank black, it's already mission driven
0: mm-hmm. because that
1: money, one, we don't have the same box to put you in that regional banks do. Okay. We're able to lend in different ways. The relationship is different. Then the other piece of that is when you deposit your money with us, that money goes right back into our community mm-hmm. and we can focus that way legally. We can mm-hmm. we can have that focus to lend to minority african-american you know Mm -hmm. black and brown folks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we do it because that's what we're charged to do whereas others do it because it's an initiative on their bottom line or (laughs) they've set some money and it's no shade i get Mm -hmm. it it's great for Mm -hmm. business you know you got cra you have things like that in place Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but that's what a black bank was established to do Mm -hmm. and i just find it interesting that it's become more trendy and and not you know what I know that I might have to sacrifice a few things over here, but let me just put some, I got to put some
0: money over here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So where, so give me some of the history of Citizen Savings Bank and Trust.
1: Sure. So I'm a baby at the bank. Um, I'm coming up on a year being at Citizen Savings Bank and Trust. My mentor who hired me, Jeff Magruder, is is really considering what we're doing at Citizens of Renaissance. It's okay. truly rebirth. Okay. Okay. Um, because, like I said, most people have had to sacrifice when it comes to banking because we don't have a branch on every block. And we also don't have a branch on every block because your deposit's not with us. So, <laughs> <Exactly>. the, more, <laughs> so yeah. the more people that bank with us, the more resources we have. And then it's just a cycle. Mm-hmm. But the bank started in
0: 1904. Okay.
1: Um, and it was in response to a lot of the black banks were in response to a lot of the Mm redlining that was going on, especially, and the wealth gap was created because of that. Mm -hmm. And it started with the housing market Mm -hmm. where we weren't able to get houses in some of these, in these places, it was a trickle down effect of what happened to the black families in our wealth Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm because it all kind of comes down to real estate. And there's a, there's a book about, um, I do not want to mess up her name, but it's a book called the color of money. Okay. Um, she's been going on these podcasts, she's been educating and she did initially start writing this book in this way, but it, all of her documentation kind of led to, okay, something, something happened during okay. this time. Okay. So, so just a plug for the color of money, look her up, but citizen savings bank and trust started, um, and we are in Memphis and Nashville. We are 118 years old and we are Nashville based. Uh, but we do have a branch in Memphis, mm-hmm. and the bank is in a uh, renaissance right now. We are at the point where we are having a capital push. We had one of the best years we've ever had last year that okay. the bank has had since since its uh, inception. So, okay, I I am I am hopeful, um, and I know that the trend of black banking will soon be the way it needs to be.
0: Absolutely, because
1: we're going to be able to actually meet your needs. We'll have the digital and the tech side of it and the personal touch, the customer service, all of that. Um, And and so I'm very excited to, and then for it to be happening in Nashville, which a lot of people, you know, Mm -hmm. might have it associated with honky tonk with music city comes from the Jubilee singers right Mm -hmm. at this university. And so (laughs) I'm just happy to see what's happening because a lot of gentrification is happening, but we're not Mm -hmm. able to participate in it because one, we're just, we just wasn't ready or we just didn't have the knowledge Mm -hmm. or the resources. And citizens didn't do a really good job of tooting their own horn. We were grinding it out. We were the yes in the room full of no's for a lot of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about it. We, okay. you know, we gave silently, we, we loaned silently, we supported silently. But I think now was the time where mm-hmm. um, it, it's just time that the banks kind of step up in their rightful place, especially for us being the oldest African-American black bank, you know, in yeah. the U
0: S. well, the Black and Bankable podcast is certainly going we're we're here. <laughs> we are here and that's why I was extremely excited to to learn um mm-hmm. of this because I just wanted you on the show. Obviously, like I said, because I'm selfish and 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 you're a soror and I know you and your husband are doing wonderful things as as business owners. You're a client, you know, but again, to be able to feature one of the oldest black banks in, in the United States on this podcast is extremely exciting for me. And so my call to action to the audience is lock it in, stay in touch with this podcast, because. Hey, I could just text Candace. And as soon as she tells me that Citizens Bank and Trust is doing, Savings Bank and Trust is doing this, yep. I'm posting it. We oh, can, we we'll, will have y'all back on to the show. I mean, let's I do it. Let's include us in the capital campaign, okay? So Absolutely. that we can get the word out. Because one of the things that you were saying as far as like that it's trending, you know, mm-hmm. and so I get the feeling from you that you believe like it's just a temporary thing um you know and 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 we don't i mean to do things because it's trending or it's popular, you know yeah. is something that means you're just doing it because it's 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 right there in your face like but this is a commitment to empowering your community, yeah,
1: it's literally it, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, <laughs> that's really what literally, it's
0: about literally 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 and so and so when you guys in your capital campaigns when you get to the point of being able to facilitate those online accounts yes. you know of course this is a nationwide show and we are absolutely going to to have that that call to action and that I let's put that. Our, our money where our mouth is yeah. um, so that we can you know again not just talk about it but be about it because y'all know that is my motto mm-hmm. I, I I formed this podcast for the purpose of talking, for the purpose of sharing the information. But I'm also, when I'm off the podcast, up here working. Do you understand? I I know you are. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, I could could be the talk. I could be the face. But when it's time to roll up the sleeves and make Mm -hmm. something happen, that's what people need. To get it done is someone who is going to keep that ball moving forward and one thing that I want to in going back to those challenges and going back to the fact that you know that that black banks are black people so they used to working with black business owners do you have um, a scenario or even tips you know but a scenario in which you know there was a business owner that needed funding and, um, and you guys were able to help facilitate that. Like, talk to me about, you know, uh, what a black business owner's experience may be in, in, in working with the bank.
1: So I'll speak to when I was on the regional side of banking, working for a bank that's on every corner, mm. if it made sense. I mean, truly, like the business owner has been banking with the bank for so long. Uh, We see the amount of money they bring in. Mm -hmm. We also see a contract where all they need is the cash flow to meet Mm -hmm. the contract. Mm -hmm. But they don't have the check marks for the box Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we can't do it. Mm -hmm. However, at Citizens, it's more of a conversation. It's like, okay there are required documents. And, and it's funny that you actually asked about resources. I just created a, um, like a, a, like a cheat code for businesses on how to become bankable. Oh. That is on my website. So I'll plug that. That's right. Um, <laughs> so if you go to harrisquare.net and click finance, that's H A R R I S squared dot D.net. Mm-hmm. You will find, um, a cheat, uh, like a downloadable cheat sheet and one of those items on the cheat sheet speaks to the documents that you should have. Okay. So this person didn't necessarily have two years tax returns. You know, we talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. However, they worked a full time job, so they didn't have a W-2. Mm-hmm. And so that gave us a little flexibility. So although I didn't have two years, I had one year that would promising. Okay. And then I had a deb- I had a very strong, strongly employed guarantor. Okay. And let me speak to that as a small business owner nobody's going to get give you capital that you, they haven't seen you put any skin in the game yourself.
0: Okay, okay, okay. And I'm giving you the
1: real bank perspective, okay. you know, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have everything you need. Mm-hmm. We, we would like to see, well, how's your credit? Because you have to guarantee your business until your business can carry its own credit.
0: Exactly. And carry its mm-hmm. own debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so also make sure that you apply for your DUNS number. I know mm-hmm. we think about, you know, the the other two primary, you know, TransUnion, Equifax, mm-hmm. Experian, mm-hmm. but make sure you get your DUNS number as well. Mm-hmm. But until your your business is an adult, mm-hmm. you have to guarantee your own business. Which like means your credit has to be A1. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so a lot of people are shocked by that. They just think, oh, I got a business idea. I got a business plan. I got my docs. I got a few things. Y'all can give me some money, right? And I'm like, no, not yeah. yet. What, did you, what, what yeah. skin in the game do you have? So, yeah, check out that quick uh, quick reference guide. Um, It has docs for lending, also for docs for opening an account. And then I do this thing where it's called Know Your Ratios. Okay. Because a lot of, and I won't say a lot, I don't want to generalize, but I know that in banking, there's a lot of people in seats who are just order takers. Mm. They can't really advise you. They'll tell you what you need. And then they're passing it on to someone else who's making a decision. Okay. But what I have found to be helpful is if, if I already can look at your tax return and see some strengths and tell you where your strengths are, but then also say, "Hey, this looks like a little weakness here. Um, mm-hmm. I know you wrote off a lot here, but if you know that you have a lending need in the near future, you don't want to write off a lot because then you don't you're going to show that you're not profitable, and we know you
0: are. Okay. Now hold on now, because see, I I'm I stepping in your up, lane. My God. Oh, here she goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing. <laughs> Somebody else said it, and I didn't say it. I stepped in
1: your lane for a quick hot second because (laughs) because it's true. We because as a business owner, we want to be smart and not have to pay a whole bunch of taxes. But when we feel that there's a and you
0: and that's what forecasting is good for, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling a workshop, a clinic. Is that what you're feeling? I'm feeling what? I'm feeling (laughs) that we need to. You know what? This is this is what unscripted. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, because we live it every day. Yeah, we live it every day, and it seems normal to us. But I, but the more and more I talk to folks, they like, and I, and it, and it's so funny because I downplay. Well, I don't really got nothing to say. But then I start talking, and they're like, "Wait a minute, hold on, what?" And I'm like, "Okay, so I, I can, I can bring something to the table."
0: absolutely are you kidding me <laughs> absolutely not let, let, let's pull this out let's pull this out because now this has come about uh you know we we've identified this 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 conversation right here is now it's going to be memorialized so when citizens <laughs> the same is trust is in honey alabama uh-huh this this better these- no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but 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 for real you know um this is so powerful. Mm -hmm. This is, this is, this is, this cannot go, uh, just, just, we got to state it again. Yes. Here you have, this is, this is how powerful this conversation is. Here you have me representing a service provider, a team of folks, who can prepare your taxes, mm-hmm. who can get your uh, bookkeeping and accounting in order to produce those financial documents, mm-hmm. who can help you package your loan. Candace, talk about ratios. I was, like we've been in the game 15 plus years. Plus we have a staff over 70 years of experience when it comes to all these different things. Then on the other side, you have an actual person representing a bank a black banking that also knows exactly what you need Mm -hmm. and where there are shortcomings i don't know if y'all heard that where there are shortcomings she she's able to connect into those shortcomings Basically, all I'm saying is with her and me on your table, I mean, you can I don't lose. know. I, I, you know, that's basically, you know, because I use too many words, you know what I mean? But 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 honestly, we're going, this conversation specifically mm-hmm. with you, Candace, is certainly going to spin off into, you know, maybe some live podcast yeah. uh, on youtube but certainly you guys know that i have a, a facebook group and i also use mighty networks and y'all know that my favorite favorite thing is connecting people to the money and, and we got the money right here <laughs> we literally have the money in a, a and a black girl honey we're it's done. all
1: aligned it's all aligned but can you imagine like We have empowered a business owner so much that when they go to the bank, they already know that they're qualified for the loan that they're requesting. So that takes the guesswork out of it. You're not not just hoping on a wing and a prayer that you get approved.
0: Oh, no, we're eliminate. We're eliminating the fear because there's 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 a statistic. I don't have the exact number, but what I know is that a lot of folks do not apply for loans out of fear of being denied. Oh
1: uh, and let's apply another mm. thing. They don't check their credit because they scared to look at it and, and you know, to we have to ain't actually time. Do
0: I ain't got time for them problems. I ain't got time for them. I don't want to look, I ain't got time for them problems. I don't want to yeah. apply for nothing. And yeah. so again, you sitting over there suffering in silence, trying to run your business, you know what I mean? And you don't even have to. No. And, and, because we're right here unlocked, we're trying to unlock, yeah. tear, tear down all of that. I'll give, you, I'll you, I'll that. give you the most
1: simplest ratio. That can tell you right now, if you're ready, the debt service ratio. Yes. Do you have cash flow to cover the debt you say you need? Exactly. And if exactly. you have one year tax return, I challenge anybody to go do that. Go download my downloadable, my little That's cheat right.
0: sheet. Let's go. It's,
1: called, um, it's called service debt ratio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just where you take your cash flows plus your interest expense mm-hmm. and you subtract your income, um, non-recurring income. And mm-hmm, then you just take mm-hmm. a look at what you... And, at all your expenses and you just subtract it do you have money to pay for the debt you you want That's and i'll answer. give you an and i'll give you another hint most banks won't tell you this most banks want you to have a 1 to 1 mean you have a dollar for every amount of dollar of debt you say you 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 can handle
0: at the bare minimum at the bare minimum <laughs> at, the, at the bare minimum and at so yeah. minimum.
1: so if you know that you're 10 steps ahead girl yeah there's all kinds of this things. Is
0: from, this is from a vice president of business development. This this is from a black bank.
1: So this let me tell you, most, most places will not empower you in this way. Mm. They won't tell you these things up front. They'll take your application, ask for your EIN and social and be glad that they got to meet a quota for a loan. Okay. Okay. So okay. It,
0: to input it. And you know, hopefully it gets proved, you know? And that's, and that's the thing with this conversation we're not going to hope in a prayer. You know what I'm no. saying? We're going to have a strategy. Yeah. You got tools, tools, tools. But let me tell you something. And this is what I, this is what I have to say, for real, when it comes to, you know, the fact that Candice has, has given us her time today to share these gems, as well as, you know, us recording this, this podcast. The call to arms is for people that are ready, to. Right, you got to be ready to roll up those sleeves because, and and, and Candace hinted to it at the beginning in the sense of investing yourself and building out your team and so forth and so on. Because, let me tell you, uh, no one's gonna hand you anything. Mm Now, we didn't hand it these gems, but you have to pick them up and apply them. That's about you have got to lock it in and be committed to executing this strategy so that you can get to this money that this bank is trying to give you. And let me say this and pop it out and we'll wrap it up. As being on the front lines with business owners, like you guys know, when it comes to the federal resources of the COVID small business disaster recovery PPP EIDL, as you guys might know, obviously their the recent appropriations bills have been approved. Let me tell you something, and I've been saying this, I've been saying this for a while now. Okay, you know what the picture looks like for businesses when it comes to help from the federal government loans. And let me tell you something, it's not no knock to the federal government, right? It's only so much grain and free money you can get. Mm-hmm. So the picture of it looks like a loan. But let me tell you something, that is not to say that you're out of the game. What we're trying to do in this whole conversation is say, hey, if $11 trillion has been appropriated for 7A and 504 SBA loans, oh, we're trying to get you to that right now. Yeah, these t- these conversations that we're talking. Let's bust the myth that black businesses cannot qualify for loans. Let's bust yeah. the myth that that SBA loans are the most difficult to get. Because what we're talking about in this conversation, in this if- series, is that's a lie. Yeah, you can absolutely qualify those loans, but you gotta t- you gotta pick up these gems that we're dropping. For free on this podcast and execute it in a strategy. Build out your team with someone who's not just trying to make it look good. Oh, we out here working over here. Yeah. That can speak to you from experience. Candace is speaking to you from her job people are out here really, really dedicated to helping your business be successful. And I can't have enough episodes for you to understand that the picture of of funding for your business comes into something in which you're going to have to work for it.
1: Yeah. And, and just a little insight, if it's not a loan and it is a grant, there are several cohorts. There are entrepreneur mm-hmm. co-working spaces that mm-hmm. have pitch competitions. Yes. Put yourself out there. Get yes. those 2,500 Five thousand yeah. um, dollar mm-hmm. um, pitch money winner grant. Do yeah. that
0: absolutely because those are great exercises. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to help. That's a part of your strategy getting that visibility. And and I'm here to say that. You know, especially some of the pitch contests that I've been a part of, whether it be judging or whether it being in the service provider, you still gotta have your numbers together. Yeah. That, Cause yeah. the pitch involves you telling people like you want people to invest or or to to understand that you know what you're doing. So yes. you can't escape your numbers.
1: Yep. Oh, that's good. Put that on the shirt. That's good. And even if you lose, sometimes the goal isn't always
0: to win those things. Mm -hmm. It's the
1: exposure Mm -hmm. from them as well.
0: Exactly. Because Mm -hmm. every every failure is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we know we've probably seen where it says, you know, fail and fail fast Mm -hmm. so that you can know, you know what? Yes, I'm not gonna do that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you you use the and that's even a life lesson. You know what yes. I mean? Live your life. And so when things don't go the way it's planned, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you add that to your toolbox. Mm-hmm. And the next time that comes around, you're not a newbie anymore. You know what it looks like. You know Been what there, it feels that. like. You know what it feels mm-hmm. like. And so therefore, you have every ounce of energy and strength and knowledge that you need to overcome it. Yep. and to apply it and to be successful about it and then to go help
1: somebody else after um, you after you got it
0: because that's what it's really about yep that's how you build a strong black ecosystem Mm -hmm. of small business owners is you give you fail you accomplish you win and then you turn around because it's a whole long line behind you
1: And there is competition, but there's also unhealthy. And in our ecosystem, we can't afford for unhealthy competition. You helping someone else is not a detriment to your business.
0: Okay, then. That's the t-shirt.
1: That is. There's several t-shirts in this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just because, you know, just, you know, and, and I say, I say it all the time. Just leave the door cracked.
1: Yeah, I don't need you to make the way for me. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I don't need you to make the way for me, but just make sure it's not locked, okay? Right, that's it.
0: And 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 Dad bolted. It it got like thirty locks (laughs) on the other side. You don't have to do all that. Yeah, it's like you you can leave you can leave some room for other people. And quite frankly. You know, that's how your blessings grow exponentially. For sure. You know, if you're not selfish with the blessing that God gives you, you pass it along. And that's how your blessings just and your abundance just it can never be it can never be depleted.
1: And no one's gonna do business the way you do business. Let's be very clear. I actually just made a post about how my crown is not gonna fit your head. So we can be doing the same exact thing, I promise Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna love how you do it. And Mm -hmm. then my my audience is gonna love how I do it.
0: Absolutely.
1: And but guess what? Both audiences are so grateful that we're both in business. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So y'all, oh my, this this first this first kickoff to the Black and Bankable CEO conversations. It's been fire for me, and I already know. Like, once this episode is over with, I know that we're going to be doing some some magic. We're going to, like I said, I'm 100% serious, Candace. Yeah, me too. When, hey, you know, you know, where to fire me anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, Nashville is just a hopping and a skip down the road. That's all I need is a reason to come to Nashville <laughs> to come back to one of my favorite cities, um, and certainly to do. Uh, this type of work community empowerment helping Mm -hmm. business owners the black and bankable podcast all of my businesses we are on deck ready to help audience members i will be putting uh, those links that candace mentioned as far as her tools they're going to be underneath the podcast description but uh yeah candace we this this is this is just the beginning. This is literally just the beginning, and I'm I'm honored. I'm honored to have you on the show. I'm honored that you know that we don't grown up, honey. We doing big things together outside <laughs> of the Fisk University context. And uh, and I'm just on fire and so excited. So I truly appreciate you coming on to the show. Do you have any um, last thoughts that you want to share with the audience?
1: Just um, you know, it's super lit to be financially free. And so make sure you do that for yourself and then follow um, Citizens Bank 1904 on Instagram. Uh, you'll find me weaved in there. And then also you can find me just at Candace Harris on uh, LinkedIn as well. I'm. Do not be afraid to connect, okay? I don't bite, um, <laughs> but I do give it to you straight, which is what you need. Yeah, um, okay. So, but just very grateful to be on uh, with you, Taliba. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Absolutely, y'all, it is lit fire audit <laughs> let's go y'all let's go share this with your your community and uh let's help define what being black and bankable means to you let's make this go uh nationwide let's change lives thank you